How's it going, everybody? It's Josh Rimini here with your Functional RX podcast number two for 2020. Uh, and uh, we're actually going to talk, uh, this episode is going to talk about what is cardiometabolic uh, mean and how does it matter to me? You know, big word. Probably fancy a fancy college word. Yeah. So uh, break that down into unfancy word for us. So the reason we say what is cardiometabolic is because in uh, the first part of this year, you know, our theme for 2020 is to build this awesome wellness community. Uh, and the first part of that is to understand, you know, how, what is cardiometabolic risk? And it really, it really is a, a combination of two things because we have to address them at the same time. And that's really the big component of what we're talking about here. So cardiometabolic is literally cardio, cardiovascular. So heart health. So cardiovascular system. So heart is a big piece of that, but the vascular system and all that type of stuff. So cardiovascular disease, <coughs> excuse me, um, and then metabolic. So cardiometabolic, so metabolic disease is what people would think of as overweight, type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, which is sort of pre-diabetes, the, the, the chronic chronicity of that, and they're interrelated. So we have to look at them from the standpoint of them being the same and not separate body parts, right? We've all talked about that in the past is we got to treat the body as a whole, but you can't understand cardiovascular without understanding metabolic and you can't understand metabolic without understanding cardiovascular. What are some examples of cardiovascular diseases? So blood pressure, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, stroke, uh, congestive heart failure. You can even look at, uh, like, uh, any type of, uh, you know, heart, heart dysfunction, you know, anything that could be uh, considered, you know, you've got, um, what is the word I'm talking thinking about? Like heart flutters, things like that. Oh, yeah, so yeah. any, anything that has to do with the, the cardiovascular system. So we all, we know it's CVD, cardiovascular disease, right? So it's atherosclerosis, which is hardening of the arteries. It's too much cholesterol. It's cardiovascular risk, right? So we, the, the, the problem with that is people think heart, they think vascular, that's it. Well, the problem with vascular is because of the metabolic disease we have. So when we talk insulin dysfunction or blood sugar, because people think blood sugar is the problem, it's actually the insulin uh, dysregulation that mm -hmm. we're talking about. It's the, the insulin sensitivity and all those types of things. So you got to talk to them in the same space because cardi cardiometabolic disease refers to cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes and stroke. So... If we if we we come we decompartmentalize those two into different places rather than looking at them at the same, we know diabetes constitutes cardiovascular risk, right? Um, but we don't necessarily like. So what does that mean? It means if if our insulin isn't regulated properly, um, we're not going to actually have the you know our metabolic reserve, physiological resistance. Uh, all these types of things, inflammation. So inflammation and insulin resistance are really the two drivers of, <coughs> excuse me, cardio and metabolic. So it's not the cholesterol that we're worried about so much anymore. It's the inflammation that's caused by the cholesterol, that's caused by the this, that's caused by the that, that causes the thing, right? So that's, that's where we're talking about with this. So you have to address cardiovascular and metabolic 
at the same time. So when people are coming in and they, they see that they have an issue or their doctor tells them that they have an issue, what are some of these common issues that they're like, you have this, so you need to go see a pharmacist? Well, and that's kind of the thing is, is the most people know it's like, all right, I'm pre-diabetic because my blood sugar was 99 or was above 99. So I went to the doctor, it was 105 and then I went back and it was 105. So that classified me as pre-diabetes. They put me on metformin. They mentioned that exercise and diet was kind of important and that I should try to change, right? That's usually the transition of what happens. And what happens is, and metformin is a great drug. We use it a lot. You know, it's really good for weight loss too. Um, what happens is that patient takes the meds. They don't really adopt lifestyle change. They don't address their stress levels, their gut, their uh, food plan, their supplements. There's so many different personalized supplementation and nutraceuticals that you can use for cardiovascular disease that are beyond the script and the same for metabolic disease we can treat insulin regulation and dysfunction that does that mean i'm going to treat a type 1 or type 2 diabetes with only supplements no but what are they doing to modify the system so you could take your blood pressure medication you can take your cholesterol medication you take your uh blood sugar medication Seems like a lot of medications. It is, but what does it actually do? It masks the symptom of those problems, and, and it doesn't you don't actually help. I like what you said. It issue. doesn't. If you don't adopt the lifestyle changes, it's just going to mask the symptoms, and you're never going to get better. You're just going to have to continue masking the symptoms for the rest of your life. And generally speaking, that's the prescription evolution we see in people. Right? You take one or two medications. You don't adopt the lifestyle. Uh, you you had to get there somehow, and, and if then, you don't change that, you're going to stay there. And that's where the continuum of health versus disease, right? Disease, um, dishealth mm -hmm. happens. So if someone takes a medication and they think that's going to work, you know, tell me, some, give me an example where medication alone fixed the chronic problem. Yeah, it won't fix Maybe. it; it'll mask it. So it masks the symptom of the disease. Nothing gets better. It actually gets worse. The insulin resistance gets worse. The blood sugar gets worse. The cholesterol gets worse. How many people stay on one blood pressure medication without lifestyle? Right? They add another medication. They add another medication. And all of a sudden, they get stuck in that whirlwind of their health. Is That's what's normal to them. I'm not better. I take another medication. My numbers don't get better. I'm not better. I'll put on another medication when the root cause of this is all stemmed around insulin and inflammation. So insulin, when we start thinking about that, that is high carb, high sugar type food. Well, it's it's talking about insulin resistance, right? So when when the what causes insulin resistance and what causes insulin recovery is really what we look at. So inactivity, environmental factors, stress, nutrient deficiency, obesity, lack of sleep, all of these things affect what causes normal or normal process versus where glucose is absorbed into the tissues and processed through the pancreas and the, the pancreas secretes insulin. Well, if we prioritize insulin resistance and have that those choices, those those lifestyle choices have a profound effect on our blood sugar levels. Um, this chronic condition, which the cells resist insulin, 
thereby leads to the elevations in blood sugar and chronic inflammation. So then you have that feed backwards cycle that creates the problem. So yes, sleep, like, you know, skipping breakfast, having high uh, carb food, all those things contribute to the blood sugar being elevated. Therefore, the insulin has to work harder. Therefore, the system becomes more resistant because it has to keep producing more. So it becomes it becomes normal, right? It's just like, uh, same thing with stress. The more you pile on the stress, the more cortisol happens and the more the cells get used to that. So therefore they're not reactive as much, right? Mm -hmm. That's what happens. So we have chronic inflammation risk. We have insulin resistance. If we can fix both of those things, it just doesn't work with, with just medications. And our awesome next podcast is gonna be talking about what's the difference between cardiometabolic fix in prescription land only, mm-hmm. and what we do in a functional and lifestyle prescription for, for a patient. So in this case, we just have to define it to people because they got to understand we've got so many things we need to do to improve inflammation, insulin recovery, um, looking at the stress levels and what that looks like, the cholesterol, not just as a number, but a particle size and what does that mean, all of those things um, you know, stress, diet, environmental factors, physical exercise and activity and movement, all of those things play a role in this functional prescription that we use in this cardio metabolic space. Just think of it this way, you know, we're seeing a rise in type 2 diabetes in children, whereas we used to classify type 2 diabetes as what? Adult onset diabetes. Mm-hmm. It's no longer caused by that because... We're eating sugary foods and all of those lifestyle factors. We're more stressed out, but really it's diet and it's exercise. It's all these things that we're doing at a very early age that's contributing to type 2 diabetes in 8-year-olds. Not type 1, not like, you know, onset. I mean, what, what is that? Is it video games and computers and so well, they're not getting out and playing? Predominance is diet, right? 80% of this is food. So, yes, we're, we're video games, so we're, we're, you know, we're sedentary and we're eating worse foods all day long. It's not a good combination. It is not. A, it's a combination for disaster. Um, and I just saw a study out there. Everybody sees it. The, over 60, what is it? I can't remember the, the, the percentage, but in the next five to ten uh, years. This is what I saw, yeah. In the next five, I think it's over 60% will be type morbidly 2. Morbidly obese. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're not talking overweight anymore. We're talking morbidly obese. Yeah, I saw the same same stat. And it's 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 going to bankrupt our country and it's this one condition alone if we treat it the normal healthcare system way. Mm-hmm. This is what we're talking about here. We're talking about treating these cardiometabolic diseases from a different perspective so we can actually reverse and change this pathway. So this is why we're trying to create this wellness community. And this is where you, as a functional pharmacist, really like to, to play because you can have somebody start on metformin and they, they need to start on that. But if they're not adopting these lifestyle changes, you can also show them the lifestyle changes that they need to make so they can slowly transition off of the metformin and back onto whatever that health nutrition thing that they need to do to make the change. And it's hard, right? This is the this is why people like the pill for the ill. Give me the pill. It's I'm easy. cool. It's easy. Well, 
Lifestyle change is hard, which is why we put health coaching in there. We Everybody needs to eat the right food plan, but do they need to eat it all the time? No. I love the 80-20 rule. So 80% of the time we can get transformational change. So that means we, we have some, you know, food, endorphin, dopaminergic triggers that make us happy, chocolate, whatever it is, right? But a little bit of dark chocolate is really good for your cardiovascular system. But in an abundance, we know it's a problem, right? So red wine is great. Bottles of red wine is not so great. So we need to make sure that, we, uh, that we're working on trying to fix this whole system and doing it as a community and giving ourselves uh, accountability partners along the way because that's how we're going to create the community and that's how we're going to actually implement change. Right. Because it's all about implementing change. So food's the big one. Food is medicine. Food is information. I've said that a thousand times. So we're going to make sure that people are on the right functional foods and the right first step interventions and that they're feeling better. Who doesn't want to have more energy, feel less pain, uh, lose weight, uh, and feel good about themselves? We can all do this. It's just a step-by-step -step plan, and that's what we're trying to, to make sure people have. And I'm hopefully we'll be able to do this because we'll be doing some seminars too. So people can just come to a seminar and say, all right, what's the plan? How's, how's the first next step? That kind of thing. Awesome. Well, so guys, that's kind of cardiometabolic. Yeah, don't forget to, uh, if you like this podcast, don't forget to go on there, leave us a rating, leave us a review. If you've got a review you want to write about us, I'll get on here and read it because Josh won't know where to find it. But we'll uh, we'll shout you guys and out. And that's also something that I really want to say is like we've been talking about like how do we get relevant content that we really want people to understand. We've got a plan in place, but if you leave a review or you want to leave a comment that says, you know, I really want somebody to talk to me about this, we're happy to put those in these podcasts. This is what this is this is for the community. This is yeah. my way of getting this out it's not to more us. than one on one conversations that I've had for years and years. Right. This is this is a great medium for us to do that. So thanks guys for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you next time. I am Josh Rimini, and this is your Functional RX podcast. Hey, hey.